We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky uh, coming to you from Wrestling with the Basics. Uh, if you haven't uh, been listening to us the last few weeks, uh, Reverend Matt Clark is not with us. Uh, and, and despite everything that you're hearing on Tic Tac and, and Face Chat and everything, no, he's not demon-possessed. No, no, he wants to possess a demon, a doctrine of ministry. So Matt's taken off a few months to uh, finish up his coursework for that. But we're really excited because we have with us Reverend Tim Shakel. Uh, and Tim's been leading us on a really uh, exciting survey of the book of Revelation. And of course, everybody wants to know what the book of Revelation is all about. Uh, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a, a, a pastor, but I'm on candidate status. So I don't have a congregation looking for a call. Uh, so if you need a pastor, we got one for you right here. <laughs> Tim Shakel. Ask for him by name. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> but uh, also uh, working on uh, my paralegal degree, just about finished that up. Uh, uh, but otherwise, I just uh, live here in Minnesota and uh, enjoy studying and uh, having fun, John. And working a full-time job and yet having time to come and share with us here on, on Wrestling with the Basics. So, Tim, we, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, one of the things, Tim, we, we always try to do is uh, we try to add a little humor uh, to our uh, show. Uh, and uh, we've been talking about uh, a death that has affected both of us, uh, my father-in-law, your grandpa, Jerry Raymond. And Jerry, of course, was a contributor to the humor. In fact, he probably was the one that actually gave us things that were worth laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, so I just read across a thing that Jerry had sent to us about a year ago that we actually never got around to using. So we thought it would, we'd share it with our listeners, a few of them here to begin uh, this episode. Uh, Jerry sent us a, a, a selection of church signs, of church signs, and, uh, and you know, humor is a good thing. I, I, I think Jesus was a fun guy. I agree. Uh, he, yeah. he was funny. Sure. Well, well, I don't think he was funny. I think he had a sense of humor because... <laughs> well, no, wait a second. What do you mean he's funny? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Well, there's some comical things in the Old Testament, and uh, I can't think of a joke that Jesus actually said in the New Testament, but if he was comical in the Old Testament, he had to be comical uh, in the New Testament. We just didn't get the account of it. Well, well I mean, to me, the, the thing always was he, he went to a wedding and he turned water into wine. Now, that's the kind of guy you'd want at your wedding, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, here's a church sign, uh, and this is from the Madison Avenue Baptist Church, Tim. You want to share it with the listeners? The fact that there is a highway to hell and only a stairway to heaven says a lot about anticipated traffic numbers. <laughs> okay. And I'll share one with you here, and then we better get on to our work. From Bethany Lutheran Church, God didn't create anything without a purpose, but mosquitoes come close. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of us who live up in Minnesota, that that is a reality. Uh, the, uh, the mosquito is the state bird, isn't it, Tim? Isn't that yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, might as well be. 
that's right. Okay, Tim, we need to get on to something that's actually worth listening to, uh, and, and that's the book of Revelation. Now, now, what chapter are you going to do today? Chapter 12. All right, so people can get out your Bibles. And, and this is, I'm looking at the woman and the dragon. It's one of those strange visions we have. But I have a question to ask you before we get into chapter 12. Sure. The one thing that impressed me about, about the previous studies, Tim, is you pointed out that there is a uh, um, pattern that you find in the book of Revelation that's repeated over and over again. Uh, and in fact, what impressed me is it's not just a pattern of Revelation. You said it's a pattern in the entire Bible. Uh, from Zechariah, you were just reading to me before we started uh, some things from Zechariah. Uh, also, all the way though, I guess you could take it back to the fall into sin in, in Genesis chapter three. But but the one story you talked about was the four horsemen. And again, just explain a little bit about the pattern that is there in the four horsemen, Tim. So the four horsemen. First, you have the white horse uh, with a bow, and that represents. Uh, conquering or tyranny, abuse of power. And then you have the red horse with a sword and that represents war and bloodshed. And then thereafter you have the black horse and that represents uh, pestilence and famine that, you know, that the fact that there's going to be scarcity of food and, you know, things are going to be hard to buy. And then lastly, uh, there's the, the dapple horse or gray horse uh, and that represents death. And he picks up all the dead bodies and it's the, the ultimate um, uh, consequence of sin is, is death. And, and that of course is where you're drawing the connection with the uh, story uh, of Genesis where God comes and says, here's the consequences of your sin. The final one of course is that there is death. Just real quick, because you were sharing this before we started recording, just share a little bit about Zechariah, because it's, it's, it's almost like it's the same. Well, it is. It is the same story. So Zechariah, chapter 6, the first eight verses, you, you see, again, the same colored horses, uh, white, uh, red, uh, black, and uh, that gr gray color, or somebody, some say green, but it's some, you know. Okay, yeah. Uh, pale color <laughs> uh, and they're being directed by God to go out to the all four uh, corners of the earth or, you know, all directions of the earth, north, south, east, west. And uh, they're going out to either bring peace or to bring war and, you know, the four things that they, they represent. Uh, yeah. uh, and, um, and just to uh, remember, John, also Deuteronomy chapter 27, that's where also you saw the pattern where Moses gave the, the blessings and cursing, uh, and the curses should follow that pattern as well. If, if you're disobedient, uh, then you'll have uh, a, a dominant abusive king and a, a war and bloodshed. And then God will curse the land and, you know, things will be difficult to, you know, to get food. And then ultimately there will be death. And, and, and the thing is that, that you had emphasized is that all of these things, whether it's in Deuteronomy or Zechariah or Revelation, are, are the result of what? Why, why are these horses coming it's up? It's all a result of sin. Okay. Now, now here's the thing that I thought was interesting, too. Uh, you pointed out that, that we are also afflicted by all of these things. It's not like if we're Christians, all of a sudden we get to avoid the horses of whatever color they, they may be. Uh, in fact, we had that really powerful uh, image from Revelation where the saints under the altar are crying out, how long, how long? Because we're all suffering under these things. Uh, and yet in the end, what's going to happen, Tim? Well, it will all, well, Jesus will come and everything will be uh, destroyed and renewed, you know, and the wicked uh, and the 
devil and all the demons will be perish in hell and all the righteous will uh, be joined together in, in heaven with, with uh, Jesus. And again, when you read Revelation, you're going to see that pattern repeated over and over again, the pattern of the, the wrath and judgment of God, and, and then also the, always the victory in Christ. But the thing that concerned me after we had our, our discussion in the last three episodes is I, I think there's a danger in this, uh, and, and the danger is what I guess I would call Christian triumphalism. And, and we see this a lot in our culture today that, you know, you're Christian, you're in the right, sooner or later we're going to be the winners. And, and in fact, a lot of people, I think, are expecting that kind of victory and that kind of win right here and right now. Uh, not something that will happen in a distant future or maybe a near future. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Something that's going to happen when, when things come to an end. But they are actually thinking that as Christians, this is all going to happen to us right now. It dawned on me, Tim, I don't think anyone who was reading Revelation originally would have had that thought for two reasons. Uh, number one is because they were all losing, weren't they, when John <laughs> writes the book of Revelation. Uh, is, is, am I right that, that at this time Christians are being persecuted uh, for the most part, correct? That, that is correct, John. Uh, they were losing in a big way, lots of persecution. Thank you, in a uh, big way, yes. Yeah, and and. Multiple times during the time of Nero, during the time of Domitian, there was, uh, you know, you know, it was hard for us to imagine. But if you can imagine at least Hitler and Stalin, it was like that, uh, you know, kind of abuse of power in, in many ways worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, people being killed for no reason uh, and uh, being martyred in kind of the worst horrific ways you can think of being martyred. Um, and all just because that they, they believed uh, in Jesus and uh, they uh, were kind of threatening, uh, you know, the Roman political power. And, and so there, there was no Supreme Court that they would go and appeal to who would make some kind of decision that would be in their favor. No, basically, uh, until, of course, you know, hundreds of years later, the Roman Empire becomes a Christian empire. But at the time of this writing, no, there was no hope for any resolution right here and right now. But as you said, nothing but persecution, even death. Uh, but here's the other thing that occurred to me, why they would never have seen this as kind of a triumphal thing, is because they understood that everything that was happening in this wrath of God, they deserved too. Right. Yeah. And um, that reminds me of another Bible chapter. Oh, good, good. So in Deuteronomy chapter 9, before the Israelites are going to enter the promised land, uh, God tells Moses, uh, and you know, to tell the people that uh, don't think you're entering the land because you're so righteous, uh, ah. but rather because the Hittites and the Jebusites, all those guys are so wicked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's destroying the, the wicked people, you know, for for the Israelites. It is you know a promise to Abraham, uh, but uh, you know. Don't, don't forget, you know, that you were stuck in the wilderness because of your, your rebellion and your sin and uh, and humble yourselves, you know, before God was kind of the message there. So so thank you, Tim, because that, that's that's a perfect example of, of what we're talking about. So people, as we listen to this story, that is inevitably a story about our victory. Uh, please don't forget it is a victory in Christ. 
Uh, all of these things that are happening are the judgment of God, and we deserve it as much as anybody else. Uh, the only reason we're not going to suffer these things eternally, we do struggle with them here. We may not be, be persecuted the way uh, the Christians were at the beginning, but we do have our problems and we do have our trials. This is still a sinful world. And, and no one can say, well, we don't deserve that because we're Christian. No, we're also sinners. Uh, like Paul said, uh, this is a trustworthy saying. Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Uh, and, and and John, the author of Revelation, also said, you know, if you say you're without sin, then, then you're just a liar. There's no truth in you. But, but on the other hand, here, here is the great thing. Uh, because of Jesus Christ and because of his forgiveness, we, we are going to be victorious. And, and Tim, the reason I bring that up, because I think it changes our attitude then about the, the, the evil people in the world. Uh, God will certainly bring an end to evil. The things we're struggling with, they are going to come to an end. They will not last forever. But at the same time, I, I hope we have a heart that realizes God would wish these evil people to repent and be saved, that he loves them too. Uh, and if anything, that's why the judgment hasn't come. Don't you think, Tim? Because God is being patient. He's waiting for people to repent. He could have brought, he could have fulfilled everything in Revelation already, uh, but because of his mercy, he hasn't. Uh, any more thoughts about that? And then we'll get into Revelation 12, Tim. Right. Uh, God is uh, wanting everybody to uh, come to everlasting life. Uh, and, you know, God knows uh, in his own mind, you know, what's the perfect number of of time and, and people and, you know, so it's all in his hands. And, and just to pick up on that, so we had 144,000 the last time we got together, but but that's not an exact number, is it, Tim? No, no it's a, it's a representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So God knows, but yeah. we don't. And, and so let's not be doing that game either. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, too bad. You're 144,001. Yep. Yep. Uh, Woman and the Dragon, Revelation 12. Where do you want to start, Tim? Uh, let's go to chapter 12, verses 1 to 9. Okay. Oh, well, I just lost my Bible. <laughs> okay, what? Do you want me to read all of those verses? Yeah, those yeah. verses. All right. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun, with a moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains in the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. Well, this is a weird story. Where are you taking us here, Tim? Well, keep going. All right. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was cut up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. Now war rose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And Tim, the one thing I know for sure is that apparently the dragon is the devil. Well, <laughs> the, I, did the I catch that The correctly? text says it right there, John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank heavens that there's something that's playing. I have no idea what 1260 days are. So, so take us from here, Tim, and I'm going to do some radio work here as you're, you're discussing, okay? So this 
particular chapter introduces to us uh, the big great dragon who is the devil. Yeah. And then you have the, another great character, and that is the woman who is the church. That is all the b- believers. And we know that because it actually says it later in the chapter, in chapter 12 there, which we'll get to. Oh, so that's also explicitly in the text. It's explicit. Well. It, all right, it, cool. It doesn't, it, you know, there's... Uh, no guessing, because <laughs> because uh, God revealed to us through John uh, what those mean. All right, so okay. so that's what's really nice about it. It is, but he's clear. Yeah, okay. and uh, so we have the, kind of the birth of Jesus being told uh, in summary. Uh, you know that uh, uh, the the woman, you know, that is the church, gives birth to a male child. That's Jesus, to uh, who is going to rule all the nations with an iron rod. No, no, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I don't mean to cause you trouble. Sure. So I would think that Jesus would give birth to the church. <laughs> so is there any significance in the fact that the woman gives birth to Jesus? Well, because, you know, it's, well, it's a reference to Mary. It's a reference to okay. Eve. Um, it's a reference to any miracle birth that happened in the Old Testament, you know, like Sarah and uh, Rachel and Rebecca. Um, so Go back all the way to Eve first, right? Okay. Yep, yep. Adam and Eve are the first church. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, the other thing to keep in mind, John, is it's like in Proverbs. There's there's a, a lady folly and lady wisdom. All okay. right. Yeah. Yep. In, in Revelation, we have the woman that is the church, and then there's the woman that is the harlot. And that, Ooh, that, that okay. Yeah, that's right. Appear, too. That appears right. later. Yeah. Okay. And with that, you're contrasting the righteous and the wicked. Okay. That, that's what's being done here. All right. That's that's why the woman. Okay. So so, so it really goes back to the whole thing at the beginning where, where he says that, that it will be the, the child of Eve, it, not the child of Adam, which I was kind of striking, but but it's out of the woman. So, okay. All right. I got that. So that's the image here. Right. All of these women we've been having all the way from the beginning. Now this is the fulfillment. She's given birth. And okay. just going back to what you just said. Yeah. yeah. E- Eve has that promise, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, someone of her seed. Right. We'll crush whose head? I would say, oh, there it is again. It's the devil again. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that, I, that dragon, that serpent, that's that's who's going to be crushed and defeated. So, so again, we're really just doing Revelation 3 all over or, again. Well, Genesis 3. Genesis 3. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, Revelation 12. Okay. And and, and so in, other, in, in one way, Revelation is summarizing all the Bible, okay. uh, it, uh, you know, it, it, both in the book and in this chapter. Okay. Right. Um, but the, the woman uh, and... Uh, the dragon are juxtaposed against each other. They're, yeah. you know, they're separate next to each other and uh, there's a war, right? There's still yes. this war imagery because the devil hates God and he hates uh, God's image bearers, that is God's children. And, and Tim, again, it's it's all Genesis 3 because that's what he said. He's going to bruise your heel, but you'll crush his head. And there'll be enmity between the two. Exactly, right? exactly. So, so we, we see this in uh, kind of like movie form, kind okay. of, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so the, the dragon is going after her and trying to kill her, going after the child. Uh, but God does things to make sure that uh, the child is protected and also that uh, the church is protected as the woman is protected. Sure. All right, so there's care there. And we can... Unless you have more more thoughts, we can well, move on I, to I, I, more I, verses I, I, there. Because I, I know people are wondering why twelve hundred sixty days. Oh, so that twelve sixty days—that yeah. is a good question. So that represents 
uh, three and a half. That's three and a half years. All right? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So that is, again, a time of tribulation and suffering. It's always a time of tribulation and suffering in the book of Revelation. Any, yeah. any variation of three and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, our, uh, you know, temptation, so to speak. It's, it's us going through the trials of life. Uh, it, it's uh, during a, t- a time where Satan tr- uh, does his worst to, to get us onto his side. But, uh, of course, Jesus conquers. So, so, Tim, and see, this is what I really appreciate because you've got your struggles. I've got my struggles. There's all kinds of struggles going on in our, in our mutual families. Uh, and I'm looking at this, and yeah, so she fled into a wilderness, which I'm thinking is not, not the best place to flee, right? <laughs> you know, but 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 she's still there, and she's still being nourished, which to me is such a tremendous comfort. To know again, this is the pattern. Uh, it's the pattern of our lives too. Like you said, uh, we're, we're still struggling, we're still suffering, uh, but but I, yeah, again, the fact that it's three and a half, so it's so that is a symbol of of suffering. Mm-hmm. But it's also a symbol that it's a limited time, right? It's limited time, yeah. right? Yeah. Which uh, Revelation makes clear, and the wilderness is purposeful there. Oh, is it okay? So, Why? so well, because Jesus is tempted in the wilderness. Ah, okay. the, the Israelites go into the wilderness for for forty years. Uh, it's uh, also was known to be a place of where maybe the demons resided. All right, all right, yeah, and yeah. A, kind of a place of chaos as a, opposed to a place of order. Okay. Um, and, uh, so it's, and I forgot about Abraham, you know, they, they go into the wilderness and they come back. Right. Uh, and, and so does Mary and Joseph. Right. Yeah. So God does this over and over again. It's, it's, it's our journey, uh, through suffering that before a deliverance. And, And the cool thing in all of those examples is even though it is a wilderness where, Technically, you shouldn't be able to be cared for at all, right? Because there's no food, no drink, and yet we are provided for. Uh, and, and I'll have one more example in your list, the feeding of the 5,000, because there's a big deal made of the fact that they are in the wilderness. In fact, to the point that the disciples say, well, send them away. And Jesus said, I don't need to send them away. I'll feed them right here. So, so again, for our listeners, what a comfort. All right, we are in the wilderness, but, but as you said, Tim, uh, the Lord still provides. Well, as it says here, he nourishes uh, that that woman. So where do you want to go from here? So verses 10 to 17. Okay. So we've got the uh, angels there being thrown down, the battle going on. All right. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God, and they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, uh, for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in a great wrath, because he knows that this time is short. His time, rather, is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child, But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent of the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and a time and a half a time. There's the three and a half, right? Correct. That's a three and a half. Uh, The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river. 
that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. Wow, Tim, that's a lot, and you've only got a minute. <laughs> and, and I'm not worried about it because we'll come back to it, John. All right, sounds but good. the reason why we went all the way is you get the full story, okay. narrative of right. this uh, war between the dragon and the church, and then the idea that the dragon wants to be king, yes. but there's the real king who is Jesus, and the devil does everything he can to, you know, sling his arrows and wield his swords and, you know, shoot out his bazookas, whatever, <laughs> to get to the church and God. But ultimately, the true King Jesus is victorious. So we will come back next week. And, and what, what kind of details are you going to deal with in this particular story that we just, just covered? Uh, particularly uh, what... That, that war we were just talking about and the representation of the, of the church and the serpent. Okay. So that'll be on uh, deck for next week on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.